0: Welcome to Financial Advisors Say the darndest Things. I am your host, A.B. Ridgway. If you're looking for faith-based financial advice that you can actually understand, then you have come to the right place. On this show, we demystify all the financial jargon that you may hear from your financial advisor. We leverage proven financial strategies, but use faith-based principles for guidance. And during this process, we pray for discernment so we can understand the things that work for you. See, this program is for the beginner, those who want to learn about finances, but doesn't have the time or willingness to go get a master's of business administration and finance or sit through an eight hour online course to figure out what a bond is. So if you are like the other millions of investors that wish they knew what their advisor was talking about, be prepared to be prepared. So sit back and relax. Not if you're driving as we get the show started. A.B. Yeah. Cue the music. Let's make this happen. I want to go where the moon shines bright. I want to dance under the stars tonight. Welcome, everybody. We are back for another exciting episode of Financial Advisors Say the Darnedest Things. Today, we'll be discussing a few topics that would be great to cover during the new year. Where can you get financial help? What do the moms on Capitol Hill mean to your accounts? And just having a good relationship with money. Well, let's get right into it. As always, we like to start off with the scripture. Today's scripture is Matthew chapter 13, verse 10, where the disciples are asking Jesus a very important question. And the scripture states, the disciples came to him and asked, why do you speak to the people in parables? He replied because the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them. Whoever has will be given more and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. This is why I speak to them in parables through seeing. They do not see through hearing. They do not hear or understand. See, Jesus wants to make sure. That he spoke gently around certain topics especially when he was speaking about the current ruling class he was very careful on what he said and how he said it and only those who understood his mission and intent were able to grab the parables in this case he is speaking planting seeds and depending on where that seed is planted will determine if it will bear fruit or be lost in the rocks today we have some sensitive subjects but i want my listeners to listen with an open heart and an open spirit to receive the core message. So let's start off with something for the next generation. These are some lessons that you can teach your children as they start off their careers. Most know that they need to do something, but they don't have a clue on where they should begin. So we will talk about how to check off some of those financial to-dos that we know we should take care of when we start a job. Now, whether you're coming into the workforce for the first time or a 10-year veteran, you have probably come across your employee benefits at some point. The task itself can be overwhelming as part of the onboarding process. Not only do you have to adjust to the culture of the company, but you're responsible for reading this 100-page document that covers your medical, dental, vision, life, insurance, retirement, and probably wondering what the heck is an ESPP, an Employee Stock Purchase Plan. But don't worry, there is help. Remember, you may be by yourself, but you are not alone. See, my first piece of advice to young professionals, or or any professional for that matter, is to close your eyes, take a deep breath, And realize, you are not alone. One benefit to having employee benefits is that you are provided a team of individuals to help you through every step of the process. And this team is called the Human Resource Department. Now, I know there are some negative connotations around the Human Resource Department. The HR Department is not just a team that writes you up because you took the last cup of coffee or spends an extra five minutes on your lunch break. Its purpose is to serve as a liaison between you and the financial services you need to take full advantage of the benefits the company provides. This includes company discounts to department stores, car rental services, and there are also many things you may get for free. I remember the first time that I actually went to go rent a car and they asked me for my corporate discount and I go uh, I'm just an employee. I don't think I get a corporate discount, but sometimes being affiliated with certain companies, other companies will allow their employees to take advantage of some discounted rates. Obviously you want to check with your employer and see what type of discounts they may get. It may not be national, but it just might be local. But I think the point here is to figure out what you do get for free. Now, remember Every dollar you receive in benefits is a dollar that doesn't have to come out of your pocket or your budget. Listen to this. If your employer is going to get tax write-offs for providing these employee benefits, why not take advantage of them? For example, some companies offer free preventative medical checkups, free biannual teeth cleanings, or even a free pair of glasses. Now, as I said before, you need to check with your human resources for your specific benefits, but they are there. You know, many companies were challenged to provide additional coverages for their employees. We see that with the CARES Act, we saw that with Obamacare. There are some stipulations in those benefits that are supposed to. Drum roll, please, for redundancy, benefit you. So, what's next, right? Why don't we know about these benefits? There's a saying plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. Sometimes we feel blocked making money decisions because of the fear of making a detrimental financial mistake. And this is natural. To alleviate the stress of money, Start building your team of financial advisors to guide you through this process. For my clients that don't know where to start, I tell them, start with everyone you pay money to or provide a service for. One, you provide a service for your employer. They exchange your work for pay. And then start with the people that you pay. For example, if you pay a mortgage, then your mortgage company will have a specialist to help you. Do you pay car insurance? Your insurance agent will probably guide you on the ways to save money on your coverage. And as you speak to these representatives, add them to your team. And before you know it, you'll have three to four people that you can turn to anytime you have a question about anything financial. Well, what if you don't really want to go through all that? You know, you're busy. You don't have time to call HR. You don't have time to... You know, call each individual person that you pay. That means going through all your statements and going through your bills. And that can be overwhelming. So what's another alternative? Well, you can visit your local bank. You know, ask yourself, where do you make your direct deposits? Where does your money go? Who has a vested interest of you keeping your money? Your bank. Banking has evolved into more than just a teller. ATMs and banking apps. Many banks are becoming advice centers where there are personal bankers and advisors whose main objective is to make sure your finances are in order. See, asking for help where you receive your paychecks is a great place to start. They can help you consolidate accounts from different banks, open individual retirement accounts, better known as IRAs, rollover 401ks or retirement accounts from your employer, open credit cards, apply for a home mortgage loan, and the list goes on. All you have to do is sit back, explain your situation, and strike off those tasks on your to do list. So, the key takeaways to get those tough money tasks off your to do list one, contact your employer's human resource department. You can get a representative to walk you through the enrollment process and see what tasks they can do for you. Remember, if you don't do it right the first year, open enrollment is every year around October. Please check with your company and find out when that date is. Or if you have a major life event, you get married, there's a divorce or there's a birth in the family. Those are major life events where you get to change some of your employee benefits. So keep that in mind. Visit a trusted local bank, you know, ask for a personal banker. Most are included when you open a bank account and can offer products and services that you may not be aware of that can take a few things off of your list, like rolling over your prior 401k to an IRA starting a savings account, and applying for loans if you need one. Talk to those you pay. No one can know or do everything, but if they receive money from you, one of their obligations is to inform you of the services that they provide to you. And finally, hire a financial advisor. You're still feeling overwhelmed. You can always seek the help of a financial advisor. Some may work on a project basis, so if you just need them to handle a task or two, that may be a good option. You don't need to hire them for five and 10 and 15 years. Maybe you just need a mortgage analysis. Maybe you just need some help with some student debt. You could hire them on a project basis. They get you through this step in your life. And then when you really need help, you know, when your assets are accumulating, you really don't know what you need to do. Maybe your savings is under control. Then you might want to seek some professional help, pay and go on about that, right? So many of you who are listening today are in that situation where now your debts are pretty much paid off, your house is paid off, your car is paid off, kids are out of the house. You got your retirement. and You're like, hey, what do I do with all this money? I don't want to waste it. I want to make sure it goes to my kids. I want to make sure that it grows. A lot of these questions may go in your mind. You need to hire a financial advisor. But to the next generation, they just need to be introduced to one. They just need to make sure they have somebody in their corner that can guide them through this little hump in the road. Now, our next topic is going to be about your relationship with money. We all have our unique way to deal with money, but this key takeaway, we are not just giving you a fish. We are teaching you how to fish. I'll explain my best advice to clients on how to get a better handle on their relationships with money and how to handle talking about your financial plans with children or parents or or just someone else who may rely on you for support. Now, my best advice comes from a scripture You've heard me say it once. You probably heard me say it earlier in the podcast as a saying, but it comes from the Bible out of Proverbs chapter 15, verse 22. Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. We have to have enough humility to say we just don't know because no one is going to be able to help you if you uphold this persona that there is nothing you need help with taking an honest inventory of not just your income and expenses, but of your lifestyle. Let me give you an example. Income and expenses is a result of the lifestyle that you live. Two individuals making $100,000 a year can have two totally different financial situations based on their lifestyle. One may leverage that income to acquire credit and now is $50,000 in debt, And one may live below their means and have $70,000 accumulated in savings and investments. So the key takeaway is to seek many counselors that specialize in your weakness. I want you to listen to that part where I talk about visiting the human resource department, visiting your local bank, hiring a financial advisor. These are counselors that specialize in your weakness. Whatever that may be, maybe mortgages is your weaknesses. Go find a a mortgage uh, counselor. You know, maybe 401ks are your weakness. You know, go seek your HR director. You get my point here. I believe clients want their financial sins wiped away and forgiven. And I let clients know that you made the best decision you could with the information you had at the time. So don't beat yourself up because you are 55 years old and you never spoke with a financial advisor about planning for your retirement. Don't worry. It's okay. We're here. Long as you made it, you are a success because that means that no matter what financial decision you've made up to this point, you're still alive. You still have assets. Even if you're in debt, you still have a chance to correct your mistakes. And that's what we're here for. We're here to help you You know, not what you did in the past, not judge you for the mistakes that you made, but to learn from them so we don't continue to make those same mistakes down the road. And today we can make new decisions based on new information. That's where the financial advisor comes in. We provide you with the information to help you increase your probability of financial success. We're not guaranteeing financial success but we're basing it on proven financial strategies. I say it all the time in my intro. We base it on proven financial strategies, math, a system, a science, not necessarily just feelings. And guess what? It develops a sense of relief. My clients feel more confident knowing that emotionally they can be confident and the approach that we're taking to their finances, as opposed to freestyling it, as opposed to trying to do it off the cuff. You know, whatever, whatever term you want to use that proves that you're not prepared for your finances. You're just reacting to your finances. You're not proactive. You're being reactive. So this lets them know we all make mistakes, but the successful few take the time to correct them. Now with this newfound confidence, They are no longer afraid to discuss their shortcomings because they have a plan to rectify them. So at this point, we are going to take a short little break. We'll be back with our last topic of the day, which is how the mob brushed on Capitol Hill affects my clients and what perspective I give them. Our writing of the day is Noah and the Ark. This is more than a flood story. Most of us know the story of Noah and the Ark. God is not pleased with the world, so he decides to cleanse it with the flood. Saving Noah and his family because they were righteous. But this is more than an earth-purging story. It is a story about chasing your dreams and being persistent when the world sees you as a fool. See, Noah was in the desert. And how many people you think ridiculed him when he said a flood was coming that would wipe out the world? He was 500 years old. Let's just say very old. And, and many called him senile. But with the grace of God and him holding on to his beliefs... He was able to survive what God has said was going to happen. So when people try to discourage you from your dreams, stay focused and watch all the others be cleansed from your life as you start a new one. I'll see you on the other side of your blessing. Tonight, we'll be telling the story of Noah and the ark now the story of Noah and the ark was more than a flood story if you think the story of Noah and the ark was about animals and purging the world of evil you're right but there's another lesson here yes we do know the story but what happened before the flood can you imagine a 500 year old man Building a boat in the middle of a hundred degree desert for years? Not days, not weeks, but years, claiming there was a flood coming? And I know what you're thinking. Was he really 500 years old? I don't think that's the point. I think the idea here is that he was a very, very old man. So how many people do you think called him crazy? How many people laughed at him? How many people told him... should just quit because he was embarrassing the family and on top of all that he said he heard voices in his head what would you think this is a story of persistence and conviction for what you believe see in life how many things are we trying to build for the future and those that can't see your vision ridicule you and call you crazy do you quit Do you agree, or do you keep working? In my opinion, I think you should keep building until what you feel in your heart comes into fruition. Be like Noah. Take this story as inspiration to chase your dreams, no matter how old you are, whether they take a day, a week, or even years. See, you will have your day. When people will be begging to get onto your ark so seek comfort in those voices let them guide you to your greatness because when the flood waters settle you'll be setting the new standard for you and generations to come see the waters were rough even when he built the ark it wasn't easy so when it gets tough that means you're very close wait out the storm and don't quit until your water truly settles. I hope that you are blessed today. Take Noah's example and chase your dreams. God bless you. We are back, and I hope that you are inspired to follow your dreams, no matter what the circumstances, to follow that voice in your spirit that is guiding you to your true destiny. We witnessed a group of individuals storm Capitol Hill and disrupt the ballot counting of the Electoral College to finalize the transition of power. We must understand first that our ruler, creator, and final decision maker is God and only God. Now, this topic is to educate you on how I speak to my clients and how we handle situations like this. Because at the end of the day, I am a fiduciary, and it is my clients' best interest that I am responsible for. During this topic, I discussed how I address events such as these. See, as an African-American financial advisor, I understand the hostility and the confusion around the event. With that said, I try to steer clear political conversations with my financial clients. My clients understand that there are two things that drive the market, fundamentals and sentiments. Now, if you missed that episode, we went over what makes my account go up and what makes it go down. Where we discussed the stock market, we discussed fundamentals like P.E. ratios and sentiments like the VIX index. And right now, we may see some volatility in the market due to sentiments and not fundamentals. They understand that they can't control the market, and neither can I, but we can control how we participate in it. See, my conversations are focused on cash flow and the long term impact of this short term event. My main question to my clients is this In 15 years, when you are ready to retire, Will this event play a major role in how you live your life? Now, if this event and the impact has an emotional impact on my clients, then as a fiduciary, it is my duty to make adjustments to their allocations to match their risk tolerance, but also speak on the risk of making long-term decisions based on short-term events. And that, regardless of how we feel about the mobs, As far as our finances are concerned, we must stay focused on our fundamentals because technically, if we focus on this event, we're going to use this as an anchor to make all future decisions, which may not be in our best interest. Just like many people use the stock market crash of 2008 to justify never getting in the market for the past 12 years, just like people are going to use COVID-19 not to get into the market for the next 10 to 12 years. But over that time period, many people have made money. Some have lost money. But those who were diversified, the market as a whole has grown. So we're not talking about Pacific portfolios. We're talking about the market as a whole. We went through almost a 12 plus year bull market where it was nothing but growth after that point. Now, in that same breath, My clients have the political freedom to express themselves any way that they feel fit. This is America. We do have freedom of expression and freedom of speech. But we don't have freedom from the consequences that come from that expression. So when it comes to investing, just because the markets can be irrational doesn't mean we have to be. There are other ways to demonstrate your frustration or fear other than destroying And rearranging decades of hard work and financial discipline. Well, well, this is the end of the episode. I hope that you've been blessed. But before we go, let's take a quick review of the things we learned today. One, even though you are by yourself, you are not alone. Build a team of financial professionals to help you scratch off some of those financial to dos. Two, it's never too late to follow your dreams if you focus on God and be like Noah. Three, to have a healthy relationship with money, you must take an honest inventory and seek many advisors. For in America, you have freedom of speech, but not freedom from the consequences of that free speech. So as an advisor, it is my job to focus on the fundamentals of your finances. And if you feel that your views will have an impact on them, then we'll make the adjustments as necessary. And finally, a final thought. I love each and every one of you who are listening. Well, this is the end of this episode. I hope that you have been blessed. If you learned something and enjoyed it, please remember, this was created by A.B. Ridgway, owner of A.B. Ridgway Wealth Management, a virtual and in-person fee-only advisor that believes that financial advice should be custom made. If you need help figuring out your finances, feel free to reach out to us at 337-414-3686 or visit our website at www.abrwealthmanagement.com. and schedule a free consultation. At our firm, we practice what we preach, so if you need information or a better explanation of what you heard today, give us a call, and we would love to have a discussion on how we can serve you. I'm A.B. Ridgeway, and I'll see you on the other side of your blessing. A.B. Yeah. Cue the music. These people got places to go and things to do. I want to go where the moon shines bright I want to dance, dance under the stars tonight. Olajuwon Ridgway is an investment advisor representative and owner of AB Ridgway Wealth Management LLC, a registered investment advisor which produces the podcast show and makes it available on its website and through other distribution channels. Olajuwon Ridgway and any guests on the podcast are providing their own views and opinion and are not necessarily the views and opinions of AB Ridgway Wealth Management. Nothing on the podcast show should be construed as a solicitation or offer or recommendation to buy or sell any specific security. Investment advisory services are only provided to investors who become AB Ridgeway Wealth Management clients pursuant to a written investment management agreement. Clients of AB Ridgeway Wealth Management may hold positions and securities discussed in the podcast. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk and may lose money. Financial advisors say the Darndest Thing podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied on for any investment decision. Instead, please consult with a financial advisor, accountant, attorney, and or conduct your own due diligence.